Welcome to Cloudlandia. Mr. Sullivan. Five-star General Jackson. Oh, my goodness. Here we are. <laughs> Welcome every to week that goes by, Every week that goes by that I don't talk to you, I add another star. Okay, the five-star general. I like it. <laughs> well, how was your adventure? You were, you've been everywhere, haven't you? You went to Phoenix. You've been to Austin. You've been, yeah. Well, we were in Sedona the week after Joe, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it's a beautiful place. And then yeah. we were in Austin, and we had a chance to go visit Tucker Max, who, you know, he sold Scribe probably a year yeah. and a half ago. And uh -huh. then he bought himself a 68-acre ranch. ranch, and so, and he's yeah. a rancher. He's a rancher, and he looks like a rancher, and he's the home parent. And Veronica is expanding her national network of nurse practitioners all across the United States because it's a okay. big item, big item right now. And then yeah, we yeah, went yeah. to R Richard Rossi's Vinci 50, the Vinci. Three, uh -huh. which was terrific. I mean, it was really terrific. Dave Asprey was there and oh, um, had a good catch up with Dave and... Yeah, and then came back here, and uh, you know, and I had a busy week. Uh, we had a holiday Monday because it was Victoria mm -hmm. Day here in the, the colonial Canada, Canada. Yeah. That's <laughs> the right. Canadian That's the Canadian colony. And mm -hmm. uh, anyway, and so then back to work, and it felt good. It felt good. I had two free zones connectors, and I had a ten times connector, and we started book thirty five. The next book, the just coming back from the printer this week is, I think I've talked to you about the geometry for staying calm and cool. Geometry and quotation marks, because this isn't about, you know, spatial geometry. This is about psychological. Psychological uh, geometry, right. right. Yeah, psychological geometry. Yeah, and there's three rules. Three rules control the psychological world. Everything's made up. That's rule number one. Always mm -hmm. has been, is now, well, in the future. Number two is nobody's in charge. Mm -hmm. And number three, life's not fair. Life's not so, fair. So you, you wrap put your the mind three around together. those. Mm -hmm. So the three, you put those three together and you get suddenly calm and cool and you begin to realize that everything's made up so you can make up new things. Nobody's in yeah. charge, so there's nobody's permission to ask whether you can make up new things. And uh -huh. anything you make up is going to be advantageous to somebody and unfair to someone else. So just forget about that and just make up new things that other people find useful and you're clear and free. This is the best. It's so what great. do you think? I, I mean, I've, you know, we've talked about those things, those yeah, concepts, and I just can't, I have to wrap people, one of the great things that I always get people to think about is that self-appointment, you know, getting yeah. people to appoint them <laughs> to yeah. the position, and you take something, I think if you're taking a, you're, you're organizing a group of people, if you're aiming to be a hero, to somebody, you've got a group of yeah. people that you're aiming to be a hero to, which is one of your great thoughts that I love. And I had a guy, I did a breakthrough blueprint this week in Orlando. And I had a gentleman who he is very 
popular in a niche of electronic controls for like Siemens and Honeywell and these things that control all these air qualities and systems for enterprise level things, big office buildings and hotels and all that stuff. So it's, a, it's kind of a small audience, but he's kind of like the most known guy in the field. He's the only one that's kind of organizing the community. And I said, you know, you guys will go all the way and just like appoint yourself to be the mayor of Control Town and start <laughs> acting like it. There's no, yeah. nobody is appointing anybody to the position of doing anything good. And yeah. especially when you're like connecting people, you know, you're connecting people in a, in a good way, everybody's very myopic, you know, everybody's very only focused on what's in it for me on their own sort of thing. And as soon as you start thinking about what can you do to help them organize, you know, achieve what they're looking for, the whole world changes. Nobody, that's one of those life's not fair. It's not fair. Well, wait a minute. You're not, you're, you're just helping them get there. <laughs> that's not fair. You can't do that for free. Right. Everybody, yeah. else, all your competitors start to think that's not, that's not fair. Yeah. Yeah. I had somebody, one of the connector calls last week say, you know, I'm not perfect at what I'm doing. And I said, oh, you are. I said, why don't you just solve that perfection problem? Just declare yourself perfect and now improve it. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. That's yeah. so funny. Perfect, well, I, perfect. I, liked the, I liked the book title that you came up with for a future potential book from Genius Network. We were talking about AI. And I believe the title you came up with was why AI doesn't matter or some something like that. No, I've actually nailed that. I've actually, it's not AI. I've actually, <laughs> oh. I made it broader. I just made it technology period, you know, because AI. Oh, okay. The, yeah. AI is just the 25th thing over the last 50 years. That's, that's going to change everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is it. This is it now. Everything changes. And I said, well, this is number 25, and there wouldn't be right. AI if we didn't have the first 24. So, you know, I mean, I mean, there is a genetic heritage here. Yeah, <laughs> a lineage, yeah, provenance. Yeah, yeah, this goes, this goes way back, you know. <laughs> anyway, and by just technology, and so I came up, and the only talk I ever gave at Peter Dionysus A360 was he, I mentioned that we already knew how to deal with technology a long time ago because dogs were actually our first technology. You know, way, way back, people mastered fire and then they figured out you should be near a river and, you know, and they took, but the dogs, and this is before agriculture, dogs were domesticated before agriculture. And dogs is actually a, creation. There there were no dogs. There were smart wolves and there were smart humans and they did a free zone collaboration. And we came yeah. up with this thing. We came up with this thing called dog and it's anywhere between thirty thousand to forty thousand. They're not because it seems to have happened independently. One of them happened in Europe and they know another one happened in Southeast Asia. And and they're genetically different, so they know that the it, it was a different source. The wolf, different wolf genes in the two dogs, 
But anyway, so anyway, I just titled the book Training Technology Like a Good Dog. Oh, that's so good. There you go. So technology and, doesn't matter. Training technology. Well, no, you have to be the stuff. alpha. In, you have to be uh-huh. the alpha in both cases. You don't get a good yeah, dog yeah. unless you're the alpha because the dog yeah, yeah. wants you to be the alpha. The dog needs you to be the alpha because they're mm. pack animals. And they got to know what their rank and roll is, you know. Yeah. And technology, you have to establish that you're the alpha here. And technology has to prove its worth. It has to prove its usefulness. And, and you know, and so, but for example, you know, just along the, I know we're going to get into the AI conversation here, but we just hired Evan Ryan to train our whole team. He's got a succession zoom program as ai as your teammate okay so which i thought was terrific yeah yeah and so he's going to take everybody but you just work on what you're already working at and he shows you that there's part of what you're working at that ai can be the teammate okay and yeah so it's it's two-hour sessions and we have six of them and then you know and people don't have to do it but they have to understand the consequences of that you know and uh, you know ai is not going to replace you somebody else who knows ai is going to replace you that's exactly yeah. right yeah 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 so so anyway that's my report general that's fun i've had i had a couple of mainland meetups since we've been on hiatus <laughs> The I had Weinstein was down in Orlando a couple of weeks oh, ago, great. and so we got we had brunch at the Four Seasons for about five hours, just you know meeting up and talking about all kinds. Yeah, of he's stuff. I, he's that's not far away. I think he's in Atlanta mostly. Yeah, he's yeah. So they've been they were down at at Disney at the Four Seasons here at Disney World. So. I made my way from the Four Seasons Valhalla over to the Four Seasons Orlando, and we had a wonderful, we had a wonderful brunch. I got to meet his wife, Sarit. I don't know if you met. Yeah, I met her. At, uh, she was at the oh, uh, annual Genius yeah, uh, right. the Genius Network last year, so I met. Uh, oh, okay. It was either last year or the year before him. I'm not mm-hmm. quite sure. I think it might have been the year before. And uh, yeah. And but Leor is super uh, sharp. He's a he's also a wonderful human being. Yes, really. So that was a good, I've, you know, we've known each other. We've had some connection on online. So this is the first time I've ever really spent any meaningful And I think he's starting a mastermind. Him. I think he's starting a mastermind mm-hmm. group, AI mastermind yeah. group. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, I, I told Lior, yeah, you, your bit, number one obstacle in life is that you're good at everything you put your mind to. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I said, I don't good, have that. I will save that problem at birth. <laughs> yeah, well, we had a good, we had a good talk about that. Exactly. We did, uh, he went through, we share the same profile in the working genius. I don't know whether you've gone through that one. I think I've mentioned it to you. James Drage turned me on to it. And I find it very Useful. This is a program. This is a program or a profile. It is, it's a profile similar to Colby, like that oh, kind yeah. of thing. But it doesn't. So you answer, it doesn't. You answer a whole bunch of you answer a whole bunch of questions, right? You answer questions just like Colby. It really takes ten minutes to fit. Oh, and, I'm going. 
I'll do it. I'll, General, Absolutely. I'd I, love to see what you General, want. I will do this and I will report the results. Okay, perfect. Yeah, it's workinggenius.com uh, or something I like that. I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's where it is. But essentially, it's what your what your working genius is basically, like what oh, role you you play and oh. it spells out there's six elements that spell out the word widget and each of them is a different genius. So, W is wonder. And that means that you have a genius for looking at something, seeing all the ways that it could be improved, right? Mm -hmm. Then I is invention, where you have a genius for making stuff up to to create unique <laughs> solutions <laughs> to things. And that's yes, everything is made everything's up. made up. And Including is, a new program called Working Genius that just got made uh -huh. up. Right. And then D is discernment, which meaning yep. you have the genius of knowing what's the right thing to do in this situation. G is galvanizing, meaning gathering mm -hmm. all the people and the resources that you need to be able to do something. E is enablement, and that's about supporting the, you know, the team or the process <coughs> or making sure everybody has what they need to be performing and doing their portion of the project. And then T is tenacity. And tenacity is it'd be like the equivalent probably of follow through, the ability to cross all the T's and dot all the I's and drive something to completion. And yeah. you need all of it in order to get any project done. But two of them are your genius that you like thrive in those two and two of them are your worst your kryptonite kind of thing so for me i am your your w i'm discernment <laughs> discernment and oh, invention are my top two and w is huh. the third yeah so that's <laughs> yeah, funny yeah. right but that's it's like it makes sense that's the you know, and it fits for, it really does fit because when you take it, I think you'll find it very, very interesting. Well, you. you know, it's kind of funny. I was just looking, I was dividing widget into two parts, W-I-N-G-E-T, and uh -huh. who not how. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. It's yeah. wit. I'm with it, but somebody's got to get it. <laughs> I'm with it, but somebody's got to get it. Here, that boy, exactly what it is. Yeah. Here's a new one, boy. Here. That is so yeah. funny. Uh, oh, I'm going to be all over that. I'll have that done by the end of the day, I'll tell you. Okay, I'm perfect. All over it. I'm flying now, to London tonight. I was just so. going to say, I hear you're flying to, to London. I have fond memories of London. Yeah. But Babs is down with some sort of, you know, coughing coughing thing today so uh -oh. she just decided to stay home and get manded and we've gotten a lot of useful suggestions from david hasse who's our number one medical number one medical yeah. health actually health and so she's going to explore this week but she doesn't want the travel really you don't want to get you know something that tires you out and right you know when you're you gotta stay put and let your body do the healing and so she just so instead of it being 10 days i'm just gonna go tonight and i'll be back on friday i have and i don't have i don't market 
in live sessions anymore. That's all done on that's all done on Zoom, which is just yeah, such yeah. a great thing. And mm. and so I on Thursday in London we have the we're at the Berkeley Hotel, which is out there in you know in Mayfair, Kensington, that area. Yeah. Uh huh. In in that area. So I have all the non ten times in free zone in the morning and the ten times in free zone people can be there, but in the afternoon I just have UK not UK clients, but people who would go to London for their you know, for workshops. Workshops, and, right, yeah. Yeah. And they're either on the virtual ten times or they're go to London or, and a lot of them come to the United and they come to Canada and the United States and the free zone of course they come to Gary and Guy and Gary are the first two and Peter Buckle Peter Buckle is yeah. the free zoner and then we had Helen who is from Newcastle but her <clears throat> both her parents died and she's it all landed on her so she's oh, taking no. a year off yeah. So anyway, we're, yeah. So anyway, it'll be a quick trip. And then I get back and, you know, we wouldn't have gotten back until the following Tuesday. So picked up some days, you know. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So what was the highlight of your Da Vinci experience? Rich, I tell you, Richard has created a gem. I mm. actually created a gem. And so this is my second one, and it's essentially two and a half days. You start on a Wednesday at lunch, and then you go. And and so we had three, four really great uh, presentations, including Dave Asprey. He gave a yeah. marvelous presentation. But one of them was this woman. She's right around you. She's, uh, I think she's in, you know, she might be in. Boca Raton or something like that. And she's really the the leading expert on using supplements to reverse your age. These are okay. supplements. And she's got a thing called the Kaufman Protocol. That's the name of the book. I think that's the name of her book. And, but I think she was a pediatrician. She just got fascinated in this age reversal thing. And okay. she's a terrific presenter. And what the neat thing about Richard is that she was there on the Wednesday afternoon. She spoke again on the Thursday, and she spoke again on Friday. So he can oh, take a present. So and what the last one is action to take. You know, action to take. So he sets it up. So it's three. But you get an overview, and then you talk about where the breakthroughs are, and then you have an action plan. So you. It's beautifully created. I mean, Richard's wow. superb at this, and he's he's the most laid back, you know, friend of the oh, friend of the room. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's and he's got that you know devilish sense of humor. You know, I mean, he's got very you know he's sort of pick. He's self humorous. He tells jokes about himself, and and so and then we had an amazing person, and this one wasn't recorded because there was a lot of insight organizational knowledge on it and uh, but it's a guy named Ed Shulak and he's a marvelous person and he was an architect and then he got an idea and this is this kind of shows you where his mind was he was an architect and you know successful 
But then he, I think Trump was the big thing, but Trump started, and I think it started before Trump, but Trump really went gung-ho with it. I know it was way before Trump because he started this in the 80s, you know, 70s and 80s. And what it was is the United States established a thing called tax-free trade zones. Okay. And there's, I think there's about 20, 25 of them in the U.S. now here in 2023. And what it is, there are three trade zones. So it's places where companies from outside of the United States could come and present their, you know, their goods here. And they have factories there so they can, you know, business can, things can actually be created in business. But what Ed got the notion of in the last 70s is that Virtually all the airports, the major, take Orlando, for example, take Miami, mm-hmm. example, that almost all the big airlines, airports in the U.S., airfields, were had a lot of farmland around them still. And so he mm-hmm. went up, bought up, he bought up all the farmland, okay? Around the And then airport. he brought in. Okay. Uh, yeah. And so he, and so he essentially owned the land that the trade zones were on. And yeah, and essentially, and then when he was 55, he sold out for a humongous amount. And then he, he lives in Detroit and terrific, just and very quiet, very quiet, very like, isn't it wonderful that I get to do this? But what he mm-hmm. did is that he was starting to get into the reg- regenerative medicine you know, that was starting to develop. And he met Peter Diamandis and he said, you know, I'm just going to see who the dozen top people are in this field. And I'm going to have an invitation. I'm really good at organization or anything. So I'll give you three, three months of my time if you'll just inform me of everything that you're doing. Okay. Mm. And he did, you know, with what's his name? The guy who did the first gene map. <clears throat> Craig Venter, he was the first yeah. one. And so anyway, he's got great CEO capabilities, this Ed Shulak does. So what he did was he started seeing where all the startups were along this way, and he'd fund startups, and then he would buy startups and put together funds that bought him up. And then he started creating these networks, and his inspiration was Leonardo da Vinci. Because oh, uh, Leonardo crossed over borders, his big okay. thing, you know, he, you know, in the morning he'd paint the, you know, the Mona Lisa, and in the afternoon he'd create a new weapon system, and then right, in the evening he'd create a new architectural widget, and then, you know, and then the next day he'd do other things, you know, he'd take a body apart and everything, and do the drawings totally illegally and and everything else. And then he'd create something else. And he said, all real breakthroughs are where you're crossing a border from one world to the other. It's almost like crossing from the mainland to Cloudlandia, you know, as a crossover. Yeah. And now he's got this, he's got four groups of companies. You know, he's probably combined about 23 companies, but he's organized them and all integrated them a lot of them in the Boston area. And we met him two years ago. We were on Peter Diamandis' longevity trip in Boston, and he got up. But he only got like, a, you know, a lot. You know, he only got about 40, 40 minutes or so. But here, 
he had like two and a half hours and then he stayed and, you know, and, but I asked him a question right at the end, which fascinated him. I said, Ed, we know what you've done since 55, but what were the five capabilities, the stack of capabilities that you put together before 55 that make you probably the only person in the world who can do what you're doing? And he found that fast. He found that and he named three of them, you know, like when he was a teenager, when he was in his 20s, when he was in his 30s. But there wasn't time to get the other two out. So at dinner that night, he said, I'd like to explore with you your thinking on this because I hadn't thought about the connections between these things as it relates mm-hmm. to me now. And he says, my mind is kind of going a little bit crazy with this. So can you give me a call and we'll finish the other five and then tell me what I should do with that? So he gave me his card. So I'm going to give him a call. Terrific guy. I mean, just a marvelous person. That's so great. And how old is he now? I'm just trying to think right now. I think he's probably late 60s, 60, 67, 68. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kind of guy, you know, he's the kind of guy that a 79-year-old can help out. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, these young like people, this, they... You know, yeah. These young people, you know, they're... And happy birthday, by the way. You were... Uh, oh, yeah. Celebrated your birthday while you were gone. Yeah, so, last yeah, Friday. It was the last day of <clears throat> the Da Vinci that was my birthday, and they gave yeah. me a wonderful treat. They gave me three sliders with birthday candles out of each of the sliders. I saw that. Um, I saw the video. Plus, yeah, that's so- plus, you know, a big dish of coleslaw, of course. You have to have coleslaw if you're going to have sliders. And Biotics, yeah. Major food groups. You know, you got to have the major yeah. food groups there. <laughs> well, you know, so, so somebody posted it in the... You had a, you had a birthday a little earlier. That's exactly right. Yeah, so we're both... You got back up again. You're 22, 22 years ahead. Yeah, there's a couple for, weeks when yeah, you, exactly. chronologi- <laughs> you chronologically kind of try to close the distance, but then about two weeks later, I, I return things back to normal. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I was realized, I was talking with Luba, we were, I was explaining about the, what's really been a profound thought for me, I've really been giving a lot of time in my journals and thinking about guessing and betting. That's been a big, that's been a big thing, like an eye opener. It's just a simple thing, but profound when you really like think about what the implications are. And I haven't thought about it like we've been, like we've been talking about it, but I was going back like thinking 25 years we were looking like 25 years ago, 1997, I moved to, to Florida. So 26 years ago now, but we were thinking even about, you know, 25 years and then your birthday, I was showing her the slider post or whatever. And we realized like the distance between, you know, 2000 and now as how fast that's gone, that distance forward now, and I'll be 82 years old. Yeah. Lord willing. That's the big thing, right? So what an amazing actually, like actually Dean Willing. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's, 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 uh, that's exactly. I right. mean, the, Dean Willing. I mean, these are two cat. These are two different roles, you know, <laughs> Dean and God. These are. <laughs> that's exactly right. 
Yeah. That's right. We always say, Lord willing, and the creeks don't rise. That's <laughs> being willing. You're absolutely right. But you think about that's a, you know, it's it just amazingly, it's a different, those middling 25 years from, you know, 30 to 55 is a different yeah. 25 years than 55 to 80. You know, that's a, yeah. Yeah, really well, I'll give you, another, I came up with another, it's, it's a new relative of the lifetime extender. Okay. Uh, and it's, it occurred to me because I'm almost 80, so I'll be 80 yeah. next year. But in the last nine years, since my 70th birthday, which there was a person who, I won't say lie, but it was a subterfuge. There was no question it was a subterfuge who invited me for dinner on my <laughs> 70th birthday night. And, uh, and I didn't realize I was going to have dinner with 300 people because mm-hmm. you were the, you know, you had a role in that subterfuge. I did. I remember that night. That's so funny. I still, isn't it funny how you get I won't. Well, I won't accuse you of lying, but it was mm. diversionary. There was certainly diversionary. And if there yeah. were awards, um, Academy Awards given for for that act to get you up there. Hey, Dan, you want to go see the room where I do my birthday? You got to see the room where I, yeah. <laughs> of course I do, yes. Yeah. That was something so exciting to see the look on your face when you walk in. Yeah, so I was looking back to that night, and I've been yeah. far more creative and productive since my 70th birthday than I was from 1 to 70. Okay. Right. So uh-huh. I'm just establishing that. And now I've set the goal that when I'm 89, the creativity and productivity during my 80s will be greater than everything that happened before the 80s. And it's a really yeah. nice, it's a really nice structure because you're, are, I mean, you're already at your top of your game for a lot of things. And probably you just have to keep multiplying with your top, you know, top of the game stuff. Yeah, you look at your, like, it has been quite an amazing 10 years. You look at, you you went literally from, you know, that was sort of on the cusp of, you had just started the 10-time program, almost basically a few years into that. And then yeah. you it created Free Zone from in that period of time. And now mm-hmm. you're exclusively Free Zone. And that's kind yeah, of I'm, well, I'm still yeah. doing the 10 times connectors, which has okay. proven very valuable. I'm still doing yeah, that. Yeah. And I've uh-huh. committed for 24 because I've really enjoyed the ones. I gave everybody a commitment. I would do it till the end of 23. But I want I really want to do it because we're the fact that I'm coaching these little two hour sessions is pulling people yeah. from signature into 10 times. Yeah, yeah. And it's moving and it's moving 10 timers into free zones. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm being useful, but I'm creating new tools too for the ten times program. So yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's all good. And it's so funny because the, my team was saying, "Well, there there isn't time in your schedule." We've looked at the schedule for the rest of the year, and I said, "Well, you know, those dates aren't in cement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this not." I said, "These are suggestions of how I could yeah. spend my time." I said, "But this is all in the." I'm a 10 quick start. You're a 10 quick start. I said, this is the most negotiable human being on the planet is a 10 quick start because something new is always more interesting than something that's already scheduled. Yeah. Amen. 
Yeah. Well, that's exciting. So I said, don't look at the schedule and say Dan doesn't have any time. Come and talk to Dan about it, and Dan will look at the schedule and say, well, we can move this to here. We can move this, and we free up three hours or four hours. We can we can always, you know. I mean, anywhere where I've made a commitment, like it's a workshop commitment, that's fixed, yeah. you know. And, you know, or a 10 times well, uh, connector call. Yeah, or where I'm attending something and I, you know, I've given my commitment, I'm going to do it. But if it's just internal, you know, it's internal things yeah. like, you know, I said, that's, come and talk to me about this. Yeah, had, come, and, uh, Lillian. come and talk to the decider. <laughs> right. It was so funny. Lillian forwarded me her email with Becca back and forth yeah. on getting up on the schedule because she had taken it off the calendar and then yeah. Becca was explaining to Lillian how she had the conversation with you and you said, where's my Dean Jackson podcast? And she <laughs> said, well, I think you're, you're leaving, you're getting to ready London. to go to London. And yeah. I said, you know, I said, you're thinking about how long it takes Babs to get ready for London. You're not thinking how long it takes me. To... I said, Babs, I'm ready to... right now. If we're, leave... if we're leaving on Sunday night, Babs is starting on Saturday morning. There's no time uh, for anything else. Okay. I said, I got it down 45 minutes before the limousine picks us up is when I start packing. I'm already in 45 minutes. You know, I've adapted a total Dean Jackson wardrobe. I said, you know, I got three pairs of jeans. I got five long sleeve, Uniqlo, you know, navy blue. Black. You know, not black, but navy blue. I I, I can't right, go right, to right, black. Right. I can't go to, I can go to navy blue. And then I've got yeah, socks. Yeah. And then I have workout clothes. And, uh, you know, my toilet kit. And, yeah, you know, my meds. And. Gee, yeah. I don't know what else I have, you know, how long does that take to go, you know, and I, yeah. I now take everything that I could get by with for a whole week just in my carry-on. Yes, exactly. Because ho- yeah. hotels have laundry, hotels have yeah. dry cleaning, you exactly. know, and everything. Exactly right. Yeah. And it's on the plane with me because last year we arrived in London and 50 passengers didn't get their yeah, just bag. didn't get their luck to get their luggage, and I said that's never. And you know, and everybody's kvetching about Air Canada. I says big systems are falling apart. As a matter of fact, one mm-hmm. of my one of my next quarter sometime in the in not too distant future, I've got a book called Big Systems Falling Apart. And uh, you know, and I said you know, big systems are having a hard time. You know, they're. Yeah. First of all, a lot of their good people are retiring right now because they were boomers and the boomers are packing it in. And that was the biggest work generation in the history of the United States. And uh, yeah, by 2029, they will have all reached 65. And, uh, you know, they're, and, you know, and people say, yeah, but, you know, they're old people. I said, yeah, they have system. They have they have institutional wisdom though they've been through so many situations mm. they know how to improvise they know how to adjust and everything else I said people they're replacing with people in their twenties and thirties and they're trying to deal with complexity out of a rule book yeah yeah that's so uh, yeah. what are you that noticing whole... what are you noticing about changes that are actually sticking because a lot of it is just 
you know, it's just ocean storms and waves. It's not really a long-term current. I, what do you, I mean, on your front, just noticing. You know, I read, yeah, I read, you know, years ago, I don't know how many years ago now, but there was a article in the New York Times about the tyranny of convenience. And that was the thought that they had is that once we as a society experience a new convenience, it's ratcheted in basically that we don't rarely, we rarely go backwards to hardwire. Once you've, yeah, we're once you've experienced, you know, machine washing your clothes, we don't go back to hand washing. You know, it's like that, the whole thing. And we've experienced, we've progressed forward where, you know, you used to have to sit in front of the television at the right time to watch the gun smoke or whatever was on TV at that time. Then we got to the VCR where you could record it and you decide when you want it, but you only could watch the things that you have. And now we've gone to, you could basically watch anything, anytime, anywhere on any device. And it's really a, so I see that as that we're ratcheted in, it becomes the new norm and expectation, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that those, but it also, I was sharing that I found the, you know, the stats, the most, and they're constantly going up, but the most recent stats that I'd heard was, you know, four and a half million hours a day of video uploaded to YouTube into a system that is consuming five and a half million hours a day of video across the whole platform. So the daily needs are basically going, they're being met every two days. It's double the amount of the ability we have to consume it, you know? And I really think that there's, along with chat, what I'm finding chat GPT is going to do now is that as long as all this content is being created it, it chat gpt if you think about it as your team member like you mentioned earlier you don't need to be able to consume everything to know it because you've got a super smart team member who has access to all of it and can summarize it or use whatever you need to know it's a hunting dog it's a retriever it's a hunting dog yeah yeah but it's also a sushi chef combined with a hunting dog. A <laughs> sushi chef combined with a hunting dog, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just it's, doesn't bring you back the animal unskinned. It actually skins it and, you know, breaks out the different meat portions, organizes them, puts packages them, and brings it back to you. Yeah. I mean, that's really, that is exactly right. And I think that's really, a, you know, how we got here. I think about that whole welcome to Flylandia. I'd love to see, I wish the guy who wrote The Big Change, you know, the book that I recommended. Yeah, him, that was, a, he would do one on the 1950 to now. Yeah, that's what I mean. And that's been interesting that I, you know, I contend that from 1950 to 1985, there was not as much change as there was from, you know, 19 you know, 15 to 1950 kind of thing, that 35 years. Well, really I think they, you know, 
No, I think the half century is good because there was a yeah. tremendous number of breakthroughs before yeah. the First World War, you know, and uh, yeah, but I agree with you. The 1950 to 19, yeah, 1985 is a good year. Yeah, yeah. That was That's sort of it was that really pretty. Yeah, the world was kind of living off interest, you know, it wasn't. Well, that's, uh, it was what I mean. that, that's, where I, that's where I think we are right now. Like, I think we got yeah. to where we got to where you had radio, you had television, you had books, magazines, all of that stuff, automobiles, electricity, everything was that sort of like full maturity, air travel, right? All of it was 1950. We kind of got to that point where all those things were now fully natural and integrated into our society. And it feels like we had a, you know, this amazing period of thriving from 1950 to 1985 on the back of that platform. We kind of got used to it and all of the good stuff that came out of people adopting those things. And it feels like in 2000, you know, 2022 here or 2023, where we've gotten to with digitization, everything ever, you know, if you just even take content <clears throat> stuff, you know, we got from where somebody could create and broadcast television, you know, to people and somebody could make movies and put it, but it was a very few people who were, yeah. you know, there were only so many television networks, three television networks, and, you know, half a dozen or a dozen movie studios and music companies. All the content was being metered out by a few people in charge, right? It was very capital intensive to put that together. But now we're at a point where everybody has access to everything ever written and created or recorded up to now, and the ability to create and broadcast to everybody. And I think that we're going to be in a period now of, I don't know how long, but I think we're going to see now the emergence of a period of settling down into that, right? That we're going to... Well, I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree 100% with what you're saying there. Uh, you know, I mean... Because, and there was, you know, a very creative period, but when you think about it, the microchip, you know, started to become really accessible to individuals. You, you didn't really have the microchip except, you know, where you could actually, I mean, things were improving that you had the benefit the of. The late 80s, that's where it started, yeah, right? Yeah, and I agree with it. But it wasn't until graphic user interface that computers right, right. really became useful, to, you know, yeah. to people. You know, it was Xerox that created it, never used it. Steve Jobs stole it, and then Bill Gates stole it from Steve Jobs, mm -hmm. you know, create you know, creative borrowing. And, uh, you know, and that's all of a sudden the world could have computers. And then out of that, you know, the military had created the internet. It was the intelligence communities and the military created the internet. And they said, hey, you know, we can, you know, we can make this commercial. And then they did. And then you had, you know, then you had, and, you know, 
the internet was another big new capability. And then you had, you could have, your phone could become a computer, you know, with mm-hmm. the iPhone. But in a and, way, uh, you had to, I think you hit it on the head, with the graphical user interface is really what allowed that. But there was still a learning permit of that. And I think that where we're getting now, with all of the technology and all the stuff that's available and chat GPT or, you know, open AI, all that stuff is really like an intellectual user interface where you can just yeah. articulate your ideas. You just tell in, you just articulate what you want and your teammate can go and make all of that happen in terms of creating, using all of the tools to access everything yeah. that's ever been, create new stuff to your articulated specifications, you know. For your projects, you know, for yes. your projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and I just had some thoughts and I, uh, you know, people, you know, I was talking to the people who, you know, think that the growth just keeps going more exponential in the future and you know, at a certain point, the singularity God will come and announce world peace and take care of all of us, you know. And I said, you know, I think it's going the other way. I said, first of all, everybody, you know, everybody in the world knows about, you know, ChatGPT. I said, maybe 1% have heard about it. I said, 99% right. of people don't have the clue what people are talking right. about, you know. Right. They're worried yeah. about having enough. Half the world is still kind of a bit nervous about whether they're going to have enough to eat that day. You know, they got other things on their mind. But I pointed out to somebody, I said, I bet 95% of the practical use is being done in English. You know, it's not even done in another language, you know, and it's the English speaking, you know, it's the main English speaking countries. And, you know, people in India who speak English and other people who speak English, but it's all kind of a, an English-speaking tyranny. I mean, the Chinese, of course, are trying to do their own thing, but who cares what the Chinese do? And, you know, and the, and so it's an English-speaking, and 90% of the 100, you know, the 100% are doing it is in the United States, because Americans are that type of people. And, and I would say, the productive people who are already productive without AI are going to become 10 times more productive. The people who are mm-hmm. already creative without AI are going to become 10 times more creative. And I said, this is not lessening the equality in the world. This is going to, you know, it's going to be, you know, solar system wide that the inequality in the world and, and, but life's not fair. Life's not fair. That's right. The other thing, nobody's the in other charge. Thing, yeah, and everything's made up. <laughs> this is finally there. the oh, idea, oh, that, people. That, oh, that feels so much better. I was looking for my Xanax, you know. <laughs> this is great. Just I disclosure. I, disclosure, I don't take Xanax. I take something no. else. <laughs> Adderall, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I take my, and I'm even cutting down on that, you know. I'm, Are you really? I, yeah, I'm down about, I would say, 40% in usage because mm-hmm. I'm, doing this brain neuro potential training and I've shown my brain scans show quite a shift in six months, you know, of that during the night, my brain is sleeping and during the day, my brain is grading. Whereas a lot of it was the opposite, 
you know, and a lot of it was the opposite when I started the scans. And I was doing a lot of creative work during the night, and I was kind of dozing along during the day. And I'm, not, I'm certain. Yeah, so anyway, but uh, anyhow, so, and the other thing is that there are certain industries that are going to get pounded by AI, and certain industries are going to be supported by AI. But here's just an example, you know, and I've quoted this on the program before, but I want to put it in this context. Between September of 21 and September 22, there was a 4 million drop in new college students. Okay, so freshmen, college students, wow. 4 million, 4 million. But at the same time, the community colleges, which are teaching you know, the trades and everything are going through the roof. They've never gone through an expansion like this because mm-hmm. there isn't going to be any AI plumbers. There isn't going to be any AI, you know, carpenters. Right. And, and well, you're, fi- you're finding that out yourself with your yeah. your forced renovation. And, That's exactly. Yeah. You're not entirely, you're not entirely voluntary renovation. Right, exactly. Which is just yeah. now coming to an end. We still have the dining room, but we just now this week got the carpet finished and everything. Yesterday, we moved everything back into place or whatever, so it feels more settled now. But I mean, we're not quite there yet. But yeah, what a three months, that whole ordeal. From yeah, it took us eight months. It took us eight months to get our mm-hmm. office back. Yeah, because we had the city water main broke and it destroyed have you our. Created the studio, by the way. Yeah, I have, and right along the lines of your friends, and mm-hmm. you know, and they gave us, and they, you know, our team, Karen Squark, is still touching base, and they said we'll give you whatever help you need, you know, mm, to. So your guys have been just super, you know, oh, and cool. yeah, we have a whole we have a whole new studio, same space. But, you know, we've asked the city to repair its water main, please, and uh, put some barriers between the water main when it breaks outside and our building. Yeah. I mean, it was 19, it was put in the 1920s, so things can fall apart in 100 years. And yeah, yeah. anyway, but yeah, much more great. We have exactly the same space, but it's incredibly more productive. We got five studios. We got Zoom studios, you know, right along the lines of the the studio that you go to. Oh, that's so great. That's good news. I meant to tell you, you know, I just had a wonderful surprise yesterday. We were just putting everything back, and then Luba had been kind of keeping it she was like doing having a little secret from me but Ilko walked in the door yesterday afternoon <laughs> just a surprise he had come over from Amsterdam and was in yeah. Miami but he came up for came up yesterday and just walked in I had no idea who was coming so it was such a great surprise it was really good to see him so I've spent the last 24 hours with Ilko he says hi by the way yeah Tell him he's lucky that you're not a trigger happy American. Uh huh. Exactly. That's exactly right. Of course, you have, you have gates and you have guards where you live. So yeah, and Luba conspiring with him for the whole arrival. So that was funny. Yeah, it was very interesting because you know there 
not living in the United States, I've observed that there's a certain level of par- paranoia DNA in most Americans. Yeah, a paranoia, and uh, generally is that things are falling apart. This is the end of the United States. That's one of the paranoias, you know. And uh, the other way is they're going to, the government is going to take away all our guns, you know. And, yeah. And, uh, and they're going to start going through the Bill of Rights, the first 10 amendments, and they're going to, they're going to take away all the freedoms that you get <clears throat> from the first 10 amendments to the Constitution. And I said, yeah. I said, I'm a big history buff. And I've read a lot in the United States. I think this is the 24th fifth time that we're, it's like, uh, you know, this is the technology that changes everything. Well, this is the, you know, this is a, and I said, yeah, this is about the 25th time that the United States has fallen apart and this is the end. So I said, you know, you know, you got to get, you know, you got to, you got to do some deep breathing exercise. You can, you know, you got to relax. You have to learn how to relax and everything like that. But, but, what, one of the things is that I was going back to the AI thing. The, the, have you ever seen a site? You've given me a great reference today with Working Genius, but there's mm-hmm. a great site called Visual Capitalist. Have you ever seen it? No, I have not. Yeah, it's free. VisualCapitalist.com. Siri wants to know if there's anything I can help her, she can help me with. And as, as always, there's absolutely nothing that Siri can help me with. So. I just want her to let, I want her to know that, you know, usually I take my, usually I take my watch and I put it in the freezer for about five hours, you know, just to put Siri on ice. But anyway, visual cap, just plug it in and they have it right there. there. So great. Yeah, Yeah. it's really good. And they convert all news into diagrams and Mm -hmm. they, and look at the one on AI, who gets harmed by AI. Okay. And okay. blue collar jobs are totally protected. There's not going to be, there might be some, you know, some things re- regarding the organization around blue collar and everything else that'll be, yeah. you know, affected. But it's all, you know, you do not understand. You never understand. So <laughs> anyway, she's, she's talking to me again. And uh, anyway, see, this is not a well-trained dog. This serious, not a well-trained right. dog. Okay. She thinks I'm going out, going to take her out for a walk. I'm not. Anyway, the anyway, but it's very intriguing. And they were just talking about they're all white collar middle management jobs. You know, they're Hmm. you know, I mean, some of them are like programmers and coders and everything else, but they're already getting slaughtered. But but it's going to be basically all those who do a four year or seven year college education. So that they can be information transfers and, you know, they, but it's basically jobs that have no value creation compared with them. They're going to get, they're going to get slaughtered. Yeah. Anyway, this is great. They have a section, you can just go, they have a, a, you know, an accumulating site for AI. I love it. Yeah. But it'd be interesting. I mean, it'd be interesting. It would add to your. You know, because diagrams, I mean, good diagrams are really useful. Of course they are. These are world-class. This is great. Thank you. That's yeah. a great resource. So there's some, okay. that'll be, we got some good cliffhangers. For next time, we'll find out. Tune in. What will Dan's yeah. working do? Well, I'll have be? my, I'll have my, I'll have my working 
working genius profile by the end of the day. I can't wait. Awesome. Well, safe travel. I'm not. I'm not. Go- I'm not going to send you the results. We have to wait. And uh, okay, perfect. I'll be back That's next. Fine. I'll be back. Ne- we won't be in London, so I'll be back next Sunday, same time, same okay, station. Perfect. I'll be here too. Okay. okay thanks, Dean. It. Okay. Thanks, Dan. Bye. Bye.